Good morning. Welcome to Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where God has called and gathered us here this day to receive his gifts through his word and his sacrament. The first reading for the Festival of the Reformation is from the Revelation to St. John, chapter 14. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Romans chapter 3. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by his grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the eighth chapter. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say, You will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. What is truth? Pontius Pilate asked Jesus that question right before he would allow his soldiers to take Jesus and flog him, put a crown of thorns on him, and declare him to be the king of the Jews. And not all that long after that, Pilate would, in fact, send Jesus to his death on the cross. Pilate was asking that question sarcastically, because Pilate was a savvy politician. Pilate knew that the truth could be twisted.
twisted or warped or manipulated and perhaps most frequently, simply ignored. I always find it amusing when what our world and society considers a new modern idea turns out to be ancient. And that's part of what Pilate's statement here shows us. Even back 2,000 years ago, people were already trying to say that there is no absolute truth. In a great many ways, that is the biggest thing that our world struggles with today. A lack of belief in absolute truth. Everything is subjective nowadays. Everything. Whether you're talking about which God is the true God or you're talking about what your gender is. Today, in our modern and theoretically advanced society, everything is up for grabs. You can define anything as anything. Boys can be girls, girls can be boys, you can be your own God, and you can decide that your truth is whatever you want it to be. This lack of absolute truth is supposed to make it so that we can all live in harmony, so that we can all tolerate each other and not have to worry about having silly arguments about whether or not we're going to live forever. It doesn't matter. Believe what you want to believe and let me believe what I want to believe. This will lead us to having the best society where we never argue or have fights or anything. Right? That's what's happening in our world, right? No, not so much? Okay, well, what about in our country? It has to be working in the good old U.S. of A., right? I mean, after all, we're the best. No? Our country's more divided than it's ever been? Okay, well, maybe it'll work in my family. Maybe if I just let my kids decide whether they can go to church or not this morning, that will make everything. That will solve all of our family issues, right? At the very least, it will make Sunday mornings easier, right? That's what everyone seems to think, anyways. That if we just give up the truth, that we'll all finally be able to just get along. But is that what we see in the world around us? Or do we see a world full of people that are somehow or another more lonely than we've ever been? A world where you can hardly talk to someone about anything without triggering them and never being able to talk to them again. A world where everyone seems to be growing apart from each other. And where unless you agree with someone on every single little point of their own personal truths, that you're just not going to be able to be friends with them. Somewhere along the line, our world bought the devil's lies about the truth. We gave in to him and began to think that ultimately, absolute truth only divides people. And instead, we have bought into the idea that relative truth will bring us all together. 
When in fact, all that we see happening is that all of our own personal relative truths are simply driving us away from anyone who doesn't share those truths with us. Which usually means that we're being driven away from everyone. Because none of us have the exact same personal truths. We all have slightly different thoughts and opinions on things. And if we let those differences be what defines our relationship with each other, then eventually we'll find out that we don't have any relationships with each other. Which, by the way, is part of the goal of the devil. It's pretty straightforward divide-and-conquer tactics, to be honest. So, what are we supposed to do then? What is the solution to the problem? The solution is simple. The solution has been given to us. Here again, Jesus' words. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Oftentimes, when I hear people speaking about absolute truth, they will tend to make it an abstract concept, as if it's something that's out there but is really hard to quantify or to pin down, which is a bit hilarious, to be honest, because that's the exact opposite of what absolute truth is. Absolute truth has to be able to be pinned down. It has to be able to be solid enough that it will never change. It doesn't always have to be understandable necessarily, but it does have to be consistent. And that is what Jesus gave us in his word. He gave us the absolute truth. The truth that will never change, will always be consistent, and will always be with us, especially with those of us who are his disciples, the ones who study his word and work to make sure that we abide in his word. When that happens, when the word abides in you, when you are a disciple of Jesus, you will know the absolute truth, and that truth will set you free. Now, what does that have to do with the Reformation? Well, tragically, for quite some time before the Reformation, the church itself had been engaging in twisting and hiding the truth. They had twisted it so badly that people really and truly believed that you could actually buy your way into heaven. That you could actually, with your good works, earn your way into heaven. The truth had been so warped that people believed that ultimately your salvation was dependent on you living up to your side of the deal that you made with God. Martin Luther discovered in his reading of the word of God, and most specifically in his reading of our epistle reading for today, in his abiding in that word, 
in being a disciple of Jesus, a truth that set not only himself free, but also millions of people after him. He discovered the truth that while we are indeed supposed to go and to follow the commandments, that we are too weak to do so. But that our Lord knew about our weakness and planned for it. That he, in fact, came to be one of us and died on the cross specifically because he knew that we couldn't save ourselves. And that even now, Christ forgives our sins rather than holding us accountable for them. That even now, we don't need to earn our own salvation. And that we'll never need to. That Christ's sacrifice on our account successfully earned our eternal life for us. And that truth, that which is the absolute truth, will remain true for all time. Just listen to what Jesus says one last time. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Jesus, the Son of God, has indeed set you free. He does this through his word, which he uses to create the faith inside of you necessary for receiving the truth. This truth that the Son has set you free from sin and welcomes us all into his house is free for everyone. This truth is what brings us all together into one people, a people who are united by Jesus through his word to live with him forever. Therefore, you are now free to do what Jesus tells you here, to abide in his word, to live in it, and to let it be such an integral part of who you are that you're not actually sure who you are without it. You are free to be a disciple or a follower of Jesus. He has proven to you that he is trustworthy. He did this when he died on the cross for you. Therefore, you can also trust his word, his teachings. You can trust his truth. The one and only truth that is absolute the one and only truth that will set you free. Of course, you are also free to share this truth with those around you. They likely won't be overly fond of you for doing it, so you're free to be strategic about it, free to build your relationship with them before you start bombarding them with Bible verses, free to sit with that person who's struggling with their gender identity, to make sure that they know that you care about them. Free to let them see that that's the reason that you're sharing the word with them. Because you care about them. To show them that you are willing to sit with them while they struggle, while they suffer. Because you want them to know that God 
cares about them? And do you want them to know the truth that will set them free just like it set you free? Our Lord's truth will not let you down. Because he died for you, you will one day rise again and be with him forever. It's good to let this truth be the foundation of who you are. For you are truly a child of God. And he cares for you deeper than you can possibly imagine. He has set you free. And he will work to continually make sure that you stay free for all of eternity. Now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.